I'm Rob. I'm E. I'm Sharif. Welcome to the next movement. Mud hand prints on the pulse. Media OD left the voyage comatose. Right wing laughter. Supply and pressure. Lightning crashes. Head not funk. Barrier broken sweatshop. Liquor spill gravesite. Prayer as the dead watch. Science and urn. Vital nerve. Not a concern. Black Panther pistol with pigs at Isaac's reserve. Neon rays. Purple haze testify. Late night walks with Malachi. Shadow side. Earthlings fell the sky. Paradise pleasure the third world poltergeist. And golf God's book rhymes. Very special episode of the next movement. We are live in the flesh with yes. Fat Boy Sharif. In the city of brotherly love. <laughs> we are here in the city. Next movement podcast. That's right. Thank that's you right. so much once again for having me oh, back. Of course. And we in the Mecca, the hometown of your operation, Philly. So that's right. It, we couldn't be in a better plot. We about to rock the spot tonight. Down the road. Shout out to Open My Eagle Video Dave. Silk City. Yes, yes, yes. By the time y'all hearing this, we would have killed it already. That's right. <laughs> so y'all hearing it. That's y'all right. hearing it pre- us going crazy in there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Really appreciate you joining us, sitting down with us. We're here at uh, Triple Bottom Brewing Company in Philadelphia, so shout out to them, too. Some of the best beer in the city. There, so you, go. Up. there you go. There you go. <laughs> no Good doubt. people, too. All right. Uh, let's just dive right in because uh, we don't want to hold you too long. You know, you got to get the sound check. So let's talk about Preaching in Havana. Dope record. Shout out to No Face, who provided the perfect sonic environment. Shout out to Gang, who brought out more life in these recordings in the mixing and mastering. Uh, one of my favorite memories of this year happened back in May when E and I were in Brooklyn. <laughs> we met up with you and Boogie at Beerwax. You gave yes. us a preview of Preaching in Havana. I remember sitting in Boogie's car. Uh, <laughs> Shout just, to DJ Boogavell. Yes. yes. Just bugged out at the sound of this project, which at that point was unmixed. I remember sitting there listening to it. Gang pulled up. Just a great All moment. All the dots was connected right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny thing. <laughs> At that moment, I remember telling you the recordings didn't need much. They sounded incredible. Of course, the finished project also sounds incredible. What do you think Gang brought to the sound of this project as far as the mixing and the mastering goes? Oh, uh, no, nah, definitely shout to Gang PTP. He definitely took what me and No Face already had and enhanced it and brought it to levels that we, could, we didn't even think it could go. Mm. So, and it was dope because we took our time with it. That was, like, one of the best things about the project. Like, the mixing process might have been probably a two to three month process with just okay. going back in and King just kept pushing it. He like, yo, I did something dope, but I'm about to try other, I'm about to try different stuff. And let me know how you feel in this. And we were sitting just build on it. And he just kept expanding it and expanding it until it became something incredible. So hmm. we couldn't thank him enough for what he did on that project. Mm. Like, for sure. Like, That's what's up. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Work really, like really brought it to life for sure. Yeah, nah, definitely. Yeah. Let me ask y'all, yeah. from when y'all first heard it back in May, from when y'all heard it about a month ago, did it have the same power to you? Oh, like when yeah. Y'all, when y'all, what was y'all thinking? How did y'all feel from when y'all heard it then to when y'all heard it? So when we were sitting in the car, I mean, I was immediately, like, I think I looked at Rob and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> 
But then whenever we got a copy of it, um, shout out to Gang, he hooked us up with an advance. I was like, God damn, this is even better than I remember. Because it had been Thank some you. months since we originally heard it. And we hadn't heard the whole thing. And I was like, this is fucking phenomenal. Thank you all so much. Yeah. For supporting for sure. yeah, I felt like the finished product really brought out the details in a way yeah. that we weren't hearing before it was mixed and mastered. Uh, yeah. And that's really what gives it the life that it has. Yeah. Nah, definitely. And yeah. shout out to No Face. Mm-hmm. He's in the sure. studio right now cooking up a bunch of fire. But mm. yeah. just he was such a blessing being a part of this project because everything you hear in there from the different vocal samples to the, a lot of the different song transition, that's all his work. So he definitely, like, when I heard everything he added to it, I'm like, wow, like, I did the songs and you did the beats, but I'm like, you took it to a whole nother level. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, incredible. Shout out to everybody who's been showing their love and definitely supporting it. Like, I'm real happy for it. Like, yeah. And yeah. I think we definitely accomplished what we was going for with it. Sound-wise and even just the landscape of music, we wanted to bring something different and new to the table that people wouldn't be expecting. Like, because yeah. that's another thing, like, was y'all expecting that after the uh, Gandhi and Cyber City? Not necessarily, no. I just, I mean, you were just so unique in your approach, so I didn't ever know what to expect. <laughs> uh, but I know it's going to be good. Exactly, yeah. I just felt like I got an open mind. Whatever Sharif is going to bring, I know it's going to be interesting and entertaining, so. Appreciate y'all. For yeah, sure. for real. Yeah. Back to that point, I don't think anything compares to Preaching in Havana, but there are elements of the project that remind me of Spiral Walls containing Autumns of Light. Hold my hand. Could you please <laughs> hold my hand? Listen. He just said one of my favorite albums ever. Shout out to Devon Styler. Yes. That shit is incredible. Fucking phenomenal album. No, and it's funny you say that. Like, when this particular project, it was certain projects that I always love that to me it always gave me a listening experience that I always remember that I'm like, yo, yeah. this more than music. Like it gave me like a spiritual. Mm-hmm. So even the album we gonna talk about a little later was one of those for me, but that was definitely an album. Mm. Uh Downward Spiral from Nine Inch Nails, that was definitely an album. Yeah. Uh Maggot Brain, that was definitely another Oof. album. Yeah. Voodoo from D'Angelo, that was definitely another okay. album that I sent with a lot of was like, yo, the feeling and vibes that this giving me, yeah. like, I want to get that to a listener, like, in, yeah. on, on my spin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the reason it reminded me of that album is because I think, like, Styler, it feels like you're giving folks a one-way ticket inside your mind, right? So we're hearing your internal thoughts, and we can witness how you're processing them, and that's amazing to me. So I'm wondering how you create space in your work for something that feels so private? Uh, I think it's kind of just letting the emotions and music just flow. Mm. Like, because that was the thing. Me and No Face, it's crazy because I recorded this in Cyber City at the exact same time. Oh, shit. I'd be like, because I got, I met No Face through Lone Sword. Okay. So it'd be like, we chilling in Lone Sword crib. Me and Lone Sword in one room recording in Cyber City. Me and No Face in another room recording Preaching in Havana. Oh, wow. And that was the thing, like, going into it, it was kind of like the first, I think within our first two sessions, we had some of the strongest songs in the project. Mm-hmm. So we kind of already knew what we wanted to touch on and what feelings we wanted to hit through the whole project. So it was kind of just sitting with it, coming up with certain ideas and concepts that I wanted to touch on and mm-hmm. 
the beat, kind of like just complimenting the beat in the best yeah. way I could. But. Mm-hmm. When I think about the title, Preaching in Havana, I think about uh, uh, some pretty dark stuff. I think about like the cultural terrorism of white missionaries. I think about occupation, economic growth and destruction, specifically connected to the sugarcane industry in Cuba and, and like the slavery that built that industry. Uh, I think about American imperialism, it's racism, the eradication of local customs. Then I listen to this album, I hear dark overtones. I hear disturbing imagery at times that's um, containing your imagery, haunting vocals, the track Sugarcane Plantation. Are any of these things connected, the stuff that I'm talking about? To tell you the truth, it's all kind of carries into each other because even the title is funny because that literally came from we chilling one day at Lone Swan Crib and we just talked. It was probably over a year ago. So we talking about everything, just everything going on, the craziness from COVID, financially, everything is people is getting thrown out of their cribs and all of these money hungry people is draining the people and all of their yeah. businesses. This was when the riots was going crazy and everybody was on a, a lot of people to me was on a fake activism shit yeah. for sure. Right. And we talking about it and, uh, Lone Sword just was like, yo, I wish I could just go to Havana and get away from all of this shit. Mm. And as soon as she said that, I looked at Nofis. I'm like, yo, Preaching to Havana. That's the name of the album. <laughs> like, and from that, we kind of put everything together around that story. Yeah. And the title even, if you look at Havana, it's a spot that's celebrated. People, celebrities like to go there, but it's a flip side to it. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to bring through those songs. Like, and just play off of Preaching Havana, you preaching, you were hoping for something different. You wanna, you you need you you looking for something that you can't find, right? Basically, and I, you mix that with Havana joy, fun, but it's a twist and a turn, like everything, like you said, like uh, the dark side. Yeah. yeah, nah, definitely. Right, yeah. right. I'm not gonna claim that I always know what you're rapping about, but as as E said, like I think your music is extremely private in that I think you're the only one who truly knows like what's going on. But Sugar Cane Plantation, that track, really feels like a cornerstone track on this album to me. Tool said it, no credit, PCP posted, psychedelic relic, road atlas, channel anger through the speaker, surround smoke travel coaster, Costa Rica. Like creeping, the preacher asked, could you keep a secret? On news at 12, crucify white Jesus. To find out, wrecking in oil lamps, trading in octagon, preschool fire alarm, ran straight into the firing squad. The religious references like stood out. Like you say, preacher asked, could you keep a secret on news at 12, crucify white Jesus? Could you talk a bit about that, where this song came from? I'll say it's a three song uh, web with that. So I would say that's definitely one of the centerpiece songs. The two other centerpiece songs to me that kind of geared the rest of the project was Static Vision. That was the first song and uh, Fitting on Firing Squad. That was the last song. And I kind of wanted to have those be like, all right, maybe somebody like you said, somebody might not get everything, but if you sit and build with the messages and the meaning of those songs in particular, you can get the whole preaching in Havana where we going with it in Static Vision. That literally was just from everything that was going on at the time. Hysteria, the craziness, like, from the beginning. Info Dream, Hysteria, We All Train. 
Bloodsucker Corporation screaming out both ways. Yeah. Hella like. And same thing with uh, Fentanyl Fire. Oh, no. What was the one you said? My bad. Sugarcane Plantation. Sugarcane Plantation. Yeah, like. Yeah. And connecting that with the Fentanyl Firing Squad. Our brains were programmed for so long. Like, mm. yeah. And, yeah, it's definitely a web of thought that started from those three songs that kind of spread into the meaning for the rest of the album. Mm. Okay. okay. It was definitely the three, the three cornerstones of the album. Yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. That's dope. Yeah. So you mentioned Static Vision. I had a question about that. So throughout the song, you repeatedly say, I ain't scared no more. Sometimes you say, I ain't scared no more, motherfucker. Uh-huh. And I can't believe you. Yeah. And to me, that sounds like an affirmation that you've tapped into before. I, I can hear the emotion behind what you're saying, and there are moments when you're literally screaming those words throughout the song, right? Hell yeah. At times, it feels like you're trying to convince yourself of this, and other moments when you know it to be true. So I'm wondering if there have been moments when you didn't feel confident as an artist, and if so, you had to access the energy and the intention behind the mantra you're repeating on Static Vision. I don't even want to say as an artist. I just want to say as a human mm. for the past two mm. years. Yeah. And to me, that's definitely like probably my favorite song on the project because to me, that's like a, literally a mirror of what's been going on the past two or three years. Yeah. If you remember everything from when COVID was first started, nobody was leaving their cribs. Everything with the police was going on. Yeah. People scared to go out and, and get involved with the protests and everything else. Now it's... People, even with social media, people scared of Twitter. People scared, like people scared of everything. So, yeah. to me, me saying that was something that we all was saying and we all feel about. Everybody just don't want to say it, but it's just like I'm not scared no more. I know what it mm. is, bro. Yeah. Fuck it all. Like, yeah, yeah. we gonna live. We gonna do what we supposed to do. Like, at the end of the day, we the only ones that can change stuff for us. That's we right. Can't That's think right. somebody else gonna do it for us. So, mm. I'm not scared of what they gonna tell you. I'm not scared of what they gonna try to think. You know trying to make you believe. I'm not scared about how much they say you're supposed to have saved up. I'm not going to be scared about where they say you can go if you live in this area. Like, just cut the strings off. Like, let's go back to just living as people. Talk and about everything preaching. Everything else we'll be able to figure it out. Yeah. Talk about preaching. That was a sermon. <laughs> it's, it's happening right now. Yeah. Sure. Love the music video for it. Um, Thank you so did much. Did y'all film that in Jersey? Nah, that was in Brooklyn. Shout out to okay. my man. All right. Marley Champagne. The illness on the lenses. How long did uh, it take for y'all to um, develop the concept and then shoot it? Uh, me and No Face might have went back and forth for about a week on okay. different uh, concepts and kind of how we wanted to make it mirror the cover. Yeah. And then we brought Marley in and he kind of executed it and brought it to the level that we wanted it. So it was definitely, that was definitely a dope shoot for sure. And I remember. Just so y'all know, I'm a big brother, y'all hearing. I don't like to shoot a lot of videos when it's hot. It was like 92 degrees when we shot that shit. Mm. So you know wow. I love that damn song. <laughs> you see that hot-ass red robe I was wearing? Never again. 92, uh, fuck. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was, I remember I was like, Jesus. <laughs> and you had degrees. that robe on too? And I had that mask. I was like, it's 92 degrees. Mm. Sh- I was like, this shit better be perfect. <laughs> Cause I'm not shooting this no, no second more. takes. Yeah, that was it for that. Mm, God bless. On your records, uh, your voice often sounds pitched down in the mix. 
but I think you're actually just rhyming at like different speeds and in different voices. Is that? Is yeah, that that's exactly what it is. So, could you talk a little bit about where did that idea come from? Like, where did that approach come from? Kind of just wanting to give the audience a different perspective and different ways of taking in the music. Because even like, if you ever see me in the studio, people know I'll record, but I'll do like six or seven vocal tr- um, ad lib tracks. And to me, certain words and emotions hit different with certain maybe pitches in the beat, a certain word placement over. It's some wild technical stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I always like to do that when I record it. You always, whenever you hear Sharif Project, be, be ready for the voices and all of the different uh, <laughs> things that you're going to get hit with. <laughs> Yo, I love that. I love that. I love that it's like an organic thing, that it's not like a studio trick. Like you're, Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, speaking of the vocals, like, I'm really curious about what your live show is going to be like. I haven't seen you live. I'm really looking forward to that tonight. Oh, um, it's about to be a zoo in there. <laughs> it's about to get crazy. Your vocals are part of what makes me feel curious. Like when um, you record, like you're saying, you're using these unconventional methods as you change your voice and the speed. How does that work when you perform live? You just do the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> Here or there. Or sometimes I might wing it and go off the cuff. I might spin something in a different flow pattern, a different I like to make it different for different audiences. So it kinda depending on the, the the vibe of the audience, the vibe of the night, like yeah. sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make it sound just like the record or I might I'm like I might do it in a little different voice here than if you heard it at this show type thing. Kinda varies, to tell you true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's it been like to perform songs from Peach, Preaching in Nirvana? Real dope. Just to see the people's uh, faces in the crowd is always uh, yeah. it's always dope to me. But it's dope because partic- that particular project, like, people get what I was going for and they appreciate mm. it. Mm-hmm. And that's always a dope thing. Because yeah. even with the performances, I always look at the performances as the next step that connects a fan with an artist. Yeah. So I'm always like, how can I make this performance as memorable as possible. That's why you'll see me with the hospital robe and the yeah. mask and this and that. Like, just to give it a different... Just to make people appreciate it more outside of just the rapid aspect. Like, right, damn, right, that right. was an amazing performance. Like, yeah. And that was a lot of my biggest influences coming up, like, performance-wise. Like, obviously, I was a hip-hop fan, but a lot of my men, like, oh, that's a dope performance was... Iggy Pop, Ozzy Osbourne, mm-hmm. seeing uh, Bad Brain stuff from back in the day, Sliding and Family Stone, like Jimmy setting the guitar on fire. And I'm always like, that in my head, I'm like, that's my competition of performance art. Mm-hmm. Like, even like I used to go to the Alan Ailey, like the dance ensemble yeah. as a kid. And I was like, damn, this is dope. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to do this one day in my own way. Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I can't incredible. wait. Can't I cannot wait, wait to see you. All right, let's switch it up. Let's talk about uh, Ganja Sufi and Muzzle. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Coughs and vanishes, trees whispering, winds whistling, candles blow, cactus sweat, sand dripping, witness settles in, amber rose, use my hand. Why can't you use your own? You stepped on me once again. 
Every episode, we ask our guests to pick an album that is uh, favorite or has been influential on them. Uh, so tonight, we're talking about Muzzle by Ganja Sufi. So tell me why you picked this album. Well, besides that being always one of my favorite parts, besides y'all killing the interviews, <laughs> I love it. I'm always tuned in for like the, ooh, yeah. uh, what album is this particular artist going to choose? Yeah. yeah. So... I remember you asked me, and I was like, let me get back to you. And literally, I was like, I want to kind of, I want to pick an album that, how we just was talking about a little bit, how just certain musical landscapes and sound experiences you yeah. remember forever. And I'm like, Havana is one of those projects to me. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let me pick an album that was like that for me. And the Ganja Sophie album was definitely big for me when I first got put onto it, like, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely a unique uh, album and its sound and its sonic uh, sonic landscape, the way the vocals are uh, recorded. What do you remember about the first time you heard the album? To tell you the truth, it kind of was just how it made me feel overall, and that's like important. With because yeah. I remember I first heard it when it first first came out, and I remember I might have heard a song or two, and I was like, "Oh, that's dope," and then I went back to it and fully set with it and when you just sit and replay songs like skin and sniffing and all of that like you like damn like you could tell he was this was a time and place that you would never hear from him again on this album mm. you could tell this album was a certain you could tell this album was like a actual feeling more than just songs yeah like you yeah. can hear it in the vocals the voice tone like like it's and it still holds weight like i've been listening to it the past like two months super heavy again okay and i'm like damn like this still this is still uh, some amazing work it still holds me the way it did yeah. when i heard it like over 10 years ago so. yeah yeah for sure what, I, what how did y'all feel about it i don't know if that was the first time y'all got put on to it but what was y'all initial when y'all first heard it so it was <laughs> i had never never heard this album in my life and when i did hear it i was like okay i understand why you picked it so it's just for me like it kind of speaks to my growth with music, um, my relationship with music, because, you know, I don't know five years ago if I would have got this. And now this is like kind of the kind of music that I crave, like different stuff. Like I'm, I'm looking Definitely. for what something new, like not saturated music. And so I, I'm appreciative that you picked this. Um, I did wonder if, you know, the way this challenged me, if you hope that your music does the same when people listen to it, do you want your music to challenge people? And absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And it's funny because we was laughing off air. E, say that album. You got to say that. Oh, you the Devon Styler joint. Yeah. Okay. The wait, <laughs> I got to get the whole title. I always never fully title. say the title right because it's like forty six words. Yeah. Spiral walls containing autumns of light. Okay. There you go. He was saying earlier how that was the vibe from Havana. And to me, that was the vibe I also got off the mm. Ganja uh, Sophie album. Okay. Uh, to me, yeah. it was one of those listening experiences. Yeah. yeah. And that's definitely one of the main things I always go for when I'm creating work. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whether, it's a, whether you hit me on a feature, a loose single, see me live, see an interview, like, yeah. I want people to be able to take apart a me from every different avenue of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I uh, I had not feel about it, I had not heard this album <laughs> previously either, and 
I wish that I had. I mean, it's the kind of thing that I, I love, you know. It reminds me of other stuff that I really enjoy, like Portishead yeah, and yeah. Massive Attack and stuff like that. Um, Definitely tricky and Portishead mesh vibe. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> and I just like stuff that, like, sounds dirty, you know. Like, yeah. the Sonics are kind of grimy and dirty sounding, uh, which I love. Um, the vocals stood out to me, too, though, because it kind of reminded me of, of your music. And I wondered if, like, the way the vocals are recorded on this album was, like, anyway, an inspiration to you. There's a lineage that I hear, I think, in, the, in this record, in Muzzle. No, you're definitely right. I would say Muffle didn't really have anything to do with anything on the Havana end or anything that I worked on, but right. I definitely love the world that it made. Because to me, it's like a one-of-a-kind type album. Like, yeah. I've heard other albums do certain things with vocally and voice-wise, but to me, when I'm hearing it, I'm like, damn, this sounds like literally he on a blow, he on a big blowhorn yeah. standing in the, in the middle of an empty desert with a bunch of purple roses around him, and he just looking at a big screen. Yeah. That, was, that was the picture that got painted for me. Like. Oh, man, I love that so much. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you out because I feel like I've like I've come across artists that I would have never heard of through you like you post shit on Instagram and I'm like what's this what's this what's this and it's always good shit thank you yeah thank you, yeah e. so shout out to you for that thank you e. the, the power of music is 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 is, is unparalleled oh yes for sure, <laughs> for oh, sure. Yes. nah and definitely tap into all of the other Gaja Sufi stuff. Okay. Like, when y'all get a chance, definitely y'all got to check out Sufi and the Killer, Callus. Like, yeah. he got a bunch of dope projects, like, for a fact. Mm. For sure, for were, sure. Were you, like, onto this when it dropped? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was already, like, a fan of his music. Because back in the day, he had a crew. Really, he had a different name. Uh, uh, say, I, wanna, I don't want to. S-A-C-H. Okay. Sage, like, something like that. Yeah. But he was in a crew with uh, Orko, the Psychotic Alien, and... They did a lot of music back in the day that was dope. Masters of the, New of the Universe. Mm. That was okay. the name of their crew. Okay. So I was a fan from then. Yeah. And when he got into the solo stuff, it still was dope. He still was pushing boundaries. Like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, like, that's... Ganja Sophie's definitely a huge influence on the aspect of just going into something with an open mind and leaving with a more even opener one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. That's the best kind of music, I think. That's right. Nah, hell sure. yeah. That's right. Sharif, uh, thanks again for sitting Definitely. down with us. Whenever y'all need me, I'm here. Y'all know how we do. <laughs> Appreciate you. I love you to Philly Connect. Yeah. Appreciate you. What do you want people to know about where to find the music, merch, stuff like that? 
Holler at me. I'm on Instagram, Fatboy Sharif, Fatboy underscore Sharif, Twitter at Fatboy Prospect. Go to the Fatboy Sharif Bandcamp, the YouTube channel. Stay tuned for everything coming. Preaching in Havana. We got the Gandhi Love Children vinyl and new music coming. 2023 is going to be okay. nuts. Okay. I got to let y'all hear some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> right. you teased something earlier that I'm not going to mention, but Woo-wee. I'm fucking excited. Woo-wee. Got any, got any shows coming up? Next Saturday at uh, in Brooklyn, Marco Hotel with Mavi. So definitely pull up oh, to that. Shit. That's okay. going to be crazy. Yeah. And the... TAK Festival in Chicago, January 19th mm. at Sleeping Village. So, Shy mm. town my Midwest family, I need y'all in the building. Pull there up. Pull up. Fat Boy Sharif, folks, the one and yes. only. Yes, yes, yes. All of that. <laughs> I love y'all. Rob E., y'all the greatest. Yes. Keep Thank doing you. what y'all doing because what y'all do inspire me also. Mm. Like I said, every time I hear this show, the way y'all break down the albums and get into the artists, it's, I love it. I that love means it. a lot. Thank you. Appreciate nah, that, man. Sure. Thank you yeah. so much. All right, this has been the next movement live, sort of. <laughs> no face. I love you. Gang, I love you. PTP, yes. what up? Yes, 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 yes. Shout out to gang. All right. All right y'all. Peace. Peace. Drain. Hysteria, we all train. Blood sucking corporation. Spearing out both ways. Hell on earth unveiled punion. Polaroid shared substance. Two weeks beware. Illness fall through. I smell nothing. News footage funnel fear. Death they watch. See a love unprepared. Patrol dead cops. Grooming guns. Swallow my own tongue. Some eternal intervals. Feast in my own young. Hangman self loathing scroll tomb. Window cracked cornered old room. So Confused. I'm scared no more. Can't believe it. I'm scared no more. I'm scared no more. I'm scared no more. I can't believe it. I'm scared no more. I'm scared. Sean said, never expose truth. Classroom cardio, what you gonna do? Plastic plague and polio, fourth row. Missiles land, hopeful. Involved cold. Mentally killed the pistol. Ain't that the point?